Welcome to Free and Figuring It Out, a weekly podcast hosted by two Brits, Sherelle Griffith and Verity Brown, on a mission to support, empower and reassure fellow independent millennial women that they can be self-sufficient, successful and seen. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Free and Figuring It Out. We are recording this on the first day of national lockdown in England. Um, so, you know, just saying we get how you're feeling if, if that's your circumstance like us. Um, we've got a month ahead of us in national lockdown. Hopefully we're kind of used to this now and we can um, manage it a bit better. Um, and, you know, I'm aware that there's uh, many of the country, I think Germany's just gone into a lockdown. Um, I've just spoke to someone in the Netherlands who they're in like a semi-lockdown. So we Wales know that um, whoever's there. listening around the world, oh, wait, well, yeah, Wales were ahead of the game. Up. Yeah, <laughs> they have, they have. Um, so yeah, we're just kind of saying like, you know, we feel you, we get you, we know what it feels like at the minute. It's all a bit confusing. Um, so yeah, um, that's kind of our little kind of, you know, saying we're here <laughs> and we understand what you're going through. Um, so this week I have been figuring out, I mean, obviously I could say COVID for the past six months, but I'm trying not to. So um, I've actually been figuring out dieting, which I never thought I'd say. In summary, I was a um, blessed child with chubby cheeks, shall we say. <laughs> and then from the ages of like 14 to 24, I calorie counted every single day. Wow. Um, so for 10 years, I dieted um, and I lost weight. And I always remember buying a size eight dress to go to like a school ball. Um, what I've realized now is I don't think I ever thought I was thin mm. which is something that I need to like go into and look into I look back at pictures and I'm like oh my god I was so skinny but I would never have described myself as slim or thin or anything but I mean I mm. bought a size 8 dress from Topshop so I mean I must have been so um and then obviously as a woman I've you know I do have curves and I'm naturally kind of as my mum would say big boned um which I think means I have slightly more flubber than other lovely <laughs> ladies um you know I've got a big bum I've got big boobs and um I've just always seen myself as more of a curvy girl chubby and for those of you who obviously can't see me I probably say I'm a size 12, probably size 14 on the bottom at the minute. Um, so, and then I kind of, during lockdown, I um, really ate really well um, in June, maybe August, June, I stopped drinking um, or I've had like maybe 10 days of drinking in the past, probably five or six months. Um, I came off any kind of medication or tablets I was on. So I was like, I felt like everything was pure. Like mm. I um, wasn't having any excess calories. Yes, I was sitting at a desk all day doing the many different things that I do. Um, but I was also getting out for walks, doing my lovely like Mamma Mia dance classes on YouTube. <laughs> and I could not lose weight. And I thought, hmm, this doesn't make sense. So I, I was at my heaviest that I've ever been. And again, like, I, you know, for me, it's just a, a bit of a thing because it doesn't make me feel great. But um, like the heaviest, you know, I've been. And 
I just couldn't lose weight. And I thought, hold on, I'm saving so many calories not drinking alcohol. Mm. I have nothing in me that is affecting my system in terms of not making it work. So I didn't really think much about it. The only thing I thought, and also I'm vegan, so I always think, well, you know, that should help in some way. And then the only thing I thought is maybe going vegan meant I'm eating more sugar, maybe stopping drinking meant I eat more sugar because they're natural defaults. Um, And then randomly one night when I was scrolling in bed, I came across Noom. I don't know if you've ever heard heard of it, M. And uh, I just thought, oh, I'll have a go. And it was like a pound for a two-week trial. And now this... (laughs) It's been really good and I've changed, I've had to change my habits. So I haven't eaten bread apart from the fact my partner did a bread course and brought back loads of bread. So I had a two day bread binge, <laughs> but I didn't have bread for like 10 days before that. That is definitely a culprit mm. um, and sugar. So even things like having granola for breakfast and yeah. things like that, because the way that they work is like green, yellow and red. And it's not like Slimmer's World where it's like that's naughty, that's good or whatever. It's to do with what they call calorie density. So it's about how filling a food is for you. And it's really interesting. They use a lot of psychology. By the way, this isn't endorsed by them. I'm just telling you what I've I've used. Um, And I found that I was going into the red a lot. Like I had to limit my red um, and I was kind of overdoing the red. Um, So that made me really think about balancing out what I was eating and the problem was during this diet I went from the Lake District where I live to my support bubble with my mum and lived with her for 10 days just before national lockdown and so on her scales I'm going down down and down and I'm thinking and I ended up losing about six pounds in about two weeks um and then I had my bread binge um and then I did have some alcohol um and I've come back to the lakes and I've literally lost a pound and I'm like, what? So I'm really confused. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's the scales. Um, I'm going to blame the scales. (laughs) I feel better in myself and um, I've now, the trials ended, but I just thought I'd bring it up because I never thought I'd diet again. I thought, oh, I've done my time. Mm. I was quite happy with my weight and um, I didn't think, that I would ever have to think about it again but I mean you know maybe it's it's part and parcel of being a woman and I just want to feel good that's the only reason I'm dieting it's not to look like the models or be skinny or I just want to feel really good in my own skin Mm. um so that is what I'm figuring out at the minute yeah I mean I think that's a there's a lot of people right now I think that probably like the way we've just lived this year has massively affected people's bodies mm-hmm. I think one way or the other like I think not many people are in probably the same body they went into lockdown originally in if that makes sense mm-hmm. like I you know for me it's definitely been yeah I've actually finally lost the weight that's taken me probably like three years to lose like I was saying I'd, you, I <laughs> and I can see it so much you look incredible I know, but then I was saying it's useless. I was like, we have got an episode before about are you beach body ready? And we'll put a link into mm. it. So we both share our journeys about our body and that. But um, I was saying for me, I, I've got the best body, no summer holiday, not allowed to go anywhere near anyone for date. So it's all, I feel, it feels a bit pointless, <laughs> but I'm like, I do not the best I feel and I feel really good. And but it's it's been really interesting because I've, 
you I've had them more time to work out like you've said you actually had the opportunity to think what is making this change and actually yeah. I think like you know some people one of the problems with diets is we get obsessed about things and we are like just it's not necessarily the best for our brain but I think actually trying to understand your body and understand that balance between like what is an effective like how much should you be eating for the amount of exercise you're doing for, and actually how much energy you're using and also just being very aware of what you eat so I the one thing I would say is I did use um fitness my fitness pal was an app I used a, a while um, ago yeah, yeah and the reason why I really liked it was because I'd scan stuff and then it would tell me like actually for the portion I was having how much calories how much sugar how much like all that sort of all the facts all the fat and it was surprising to me that I'd be like you'd eat there'd be just something like you said something like granola it could be just one major thing that you eat mm. that's just really high in sugar or really really high in calories or really high in fat and that like can knock out basically all the rest of the good work you're doing and like yeah. so one of the things I really realized was some things that I thought you think that's a really tiny treat and it's just like so many more calories or fat or sugar than you need and then it just basically makes the rest of the day have been a bit pointless so I do think um if you are someone who is interested in it like I do think there is some value in understanding more about what you're putting in your body and not yeah. necessarily just be a pure calorie counter but just actually trying to understand actually like what do you need to be eating what is the mix of our things we should be having in our diet and just educating ourselves like it should be something we do know like it fuels our like what we can do it fuels our energy like it's so important to our life not just for our body like actually when you think about your energy levels and your skin and your head like, and everything so becoming a bit more knowledgeable on what you're putting in you is definitely a good thing Mm, 100% 100% and what have you been figuring out this week so I'm figuring out seasonal affective disorder SAD I know so I've thought for a number of years I probably have suffered for it from it and I definitely don't think that now being indoors uh, is going to help because now I also feel like the day is literally about two hours I literally have been really struggling the last couple of weeks with it I feel like it's four o'clock and I'm turning the lamp on I'm like what is going on so I had already got a lamp a light therapy lamp last year so I've dug that back out and it's next to my laptop so I'm trying to make sure I get my like half an hour to an hour every day with that I'm back on taking vitamin d tablets I'm trying to force myself to get out on my lunch and get in the sunlight and actually this week's been beautiful it's been lovely autumn days so it's been like cold but it's actually been dry blue sky I'm like yes that sun is hitting the face so um I know I'm definitely not the only person. I think like loads of people in the, the suffer from it because it's just what I don't understand. I do, and that's the thing they're like, you have to look into it for yourself and work out why. But um, I'm definitely just trying to do what I can to control it because I think this year will be harder than normal. Hmm. Yeah, no, I think I think that's why. It's, I don't, yeah, I, I don't as much as I love son and he I, do, I definitely don't have that so I, I yeah. can understand how hard it is to um feel that I think it affects your mental health doesn't it as well it just makes you feel a bit more deflated like yeah. it's, it's like you've you've lost an injection of a vitamin that is vital for you oh, yeah. to kind of know so it makes people just not want to yeah. like wake up oh. like I'm really finding for example like I'm just like so hard to get up and like I said like I would never like I'm quite a mm. night out normally but there's something weird about it. I'm like, well, it's five o'clock and it's dark. So I'll just go to bed. <laughs> I'm like, no, sure. Yeah, I'll go to bed at 5 p.m. <laughs> I know. Yeah. it's. <laughs> but you've got a lamp, haven't you? Yeah, I have got my lamp. 
that hopefully that will will help but i oh love i yeah i sim i sympathize i said i can't empathize but i sympathize um so in terms of what i've been reading it was quite interesting actually i went into a magazine shop with my mum and she was like i'll treat you to a magazine and magazines used to be my guilty pleasure i Mm. used to spend not i mean not tons but probably like 20 quid a month on magazines um and then i slowly slowly stopped and um i probably moved to books you know more and then um i used to read all the fashion magazines and then i moved into the more like mindset and like meditation ones and all that lot and then did a bit of like spiritual ones and I literally stood there in the shop and I was like I don't know what I want to read about it was just really confusing like I've recently resubscribed to Vogue now kind of the leadership there's changed and it's changed mm. how it is um I've subscribed to stylists because they're now monthly and you can pay I think it's two pound and it's delivered uh, which is something that I was addicted to when I lived in London I loved stylist magazine so it was a really good balance of content so anyway I didn't buy anything because I was just like I don't know what I want I don't know which thing I need to I think we're so aware as content creators that what we consume is so important so I just didn't want to put something in there that wasn't anyway we went then went somewhere else a few days later and I saw this copy of Women's Health which I mean isn't my regular read (laughs) and there was just quite a few things that jumped out to me so I was like okay I'm gonna get that and there was an interesting article They, they do call it the mind issue and by the way the front cover is Gabrielle Union looking so blooming beautiful, like absolutely rocking and amazing. And a, a gorgeous yellow, like two piece that you would love. It's so on brand <laughs> for you, Cheryl. Um, so there's a survey in there called How Are You Really? Um, and it's basically, um, they've obviously asked readers about how they're actually feeling. And I just thought I'd share a few things because we're all in the same boat, but sometimes we don't talk about these things. So it's, you know, maybe good for you to hear what other people say. Um, one of the questions, how do you feel your mental health has has been affected since the pandemic hit? At uh, 70% have said it's deteriorated, 15% the same, 10% improved, 5% not sure. So that's huge. 70% have said mm. that mental health has been affected. Uh, 360% that's the increase in the number of you reporting poor mental health as a result of the pandemic before lockdown just 10% of you said your mental health was poor um, or very poor compared to 46% now so that's huge um 45% of people are working from home 19% are key workers of the people that they've asked Mm. Which circumstances had the greatest negative impact on your mind? 27% loneliness and isolation. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, 19% fear of family and friends catching the virus. Um, 11% employment uncertainty. Um, 6% concern for the circumstances of loved ones. 6% fear of catching the virus. And it goes on a bit further. Um, they talk about coping mechanisms. What have you used to relieve stress in lockdown? Uh, 48% have been doing HIT workouts. I blooming hate a HIT workout. That is not me. I'm in the 52% that aren't. Uh, 46% have been running. Uh, 39% have been doing yoga. Oh, yeah, but then they kind of say that also 33% 
have been drinking the alcohol which mm-hmm. um, probably isn't the so good coping mechanism but also very understandable um and then finally how has social media impacted your mental health during lockdown and beyond uh interesting after last week's episode with Nelly. Yes. Uh, well, 47% of you said that social media has helped you stay connected with loved ones. You're not able to see as often as before the pandemic. For others, it fueled negative comparisons. 37% of you said it made you feel like you weren't doing as well as others. And 33% said it made you feel lazy because others were doing so much more. And I have seen so some yeah, very... I just thought I'd share that. I thought it was interesting. The thing about the social media comparison, I think just because we are, as I said, at the moment recording, we're going back into lockdown too. And I think one of the big mm. things I've seen a few people posting is like, do not get sucked into lockdown one uh traits mm. because everyone starts doing a thousand things and being really productive. Like if you don't manage yeah. to do that, don't worry. Like if all you're doing mm. is surviving and getting through it, that is absolutely legitimate. So please yeah yeah definitely yeah yeah 100 percent um yeah so what have you been reading i have been reading sabotage by emma gannon so it was kindly uh sent to me from hudder and staunton and emma gannon i previously read she's a british i think like journalist podcast host probably has some other words after her name um writer Mm -hmm. obviously author and um I previously read The Multi-Hyphen Method, which I absolutely loved. So I was very intrigued to read this book. Also, the subtitle is How to Silence Your Inner Critic and to Get Out of Your Own Way. And I oh. I definitely have recently, I think, been thinking a bit about like self-sabotage and um, what we do do that holds ourselves back. You know, I think, you know, I've been doing some coaching and I've been really trying to like uncover the things that when we've had conversations around like self-promotion and what stops you and like there's a lot going on in the head and I definitely think I've got an inner critic that likes to work so I was very excited to check it out firstly when it arrived I was very shocked at the size of it because it's teeny tiny um it's about 120 pages look it's literally the size of my head it's like 120 pages (laughs) um which just feels to me a bit like really um, I have read a few other books actually this year that have been on the small side. I think there's a bit of a trend, um, but that definitely to me ended up being mm. a bit like there. Um, and the, there's, a, there's a section that I do really like, which talks about the four common types of self-sabotage. And I think that's important because self-sabotage doesn't turn up the same for everyone. So she talks about either perfectionism, okay. procrastination, the mm. inner critic, mm. fear of self-promotion. And I think trying to work out how you sabotage yourself is a really useful thing because I do think actually we don't sabotage ourselves in the exact same thing. However, a lot of the rest of the book felt a bit wishy. I don't know if wishy-washy is the right way of phrasing it, but like she was explaining, I suppose like her own, how she sabotaged herself. Like at one point she was talking about like being in Brighton, writing the book. And I was like, you know how I feel about all this. I don't care. (laughs) Like, I'm like, just get to the meat, love, get to the meat. Um, get to the point, woman. <laughs> yeah, and don't get me wrong. And actually, you know, she's she's had conversations with, like, some other people. Like, there's some good quotes. Like, it's a, it's a research book, even though it's small. And it's not entirely, like, her story. But, yeah, it definitely wasn't rocking my world. Um, I, I have to be honest, I've probably still got about six pages. So there might be something in the conclusion that blows me away to think it was worthwhile. <laughs> but um, But I still think... 
I think if you are someone who is an inner critic, if someone who knows you're sabotaging yourself, um, I think it, it can be valuable. Like I think even for me to sit down and try and work out what my actual self-sabotage looks like, I think that is really important for people. And I, uh, but I definitely think probably there are better books, but a better books that might be able to be more practical in how to overcome it. I think that's the thing. Yeah. And also be a bit more like, it's not very uplifting. I think that's my thing. It wasn't, I didn't feel necessarily very yeah, like. Yeah, we need that at the minute, don't we? Yeah, you know when you read some, I have interesting Debated, things sometimes. Yeah. Where it's like, and they're most, they're like, they are classes of self-help, but they're also like a bit more motivating or inspiring. Like it didn't give me like an energy that part yeah. of it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, but I would definitely say if you're someone who's struggling with uh, any sort of self-charge, just, you can, you know, check your, wherever you buy your books, have a little look online, see what you think. Um, I definitely think as a topic, there is definitely something we should all be talking about. Sabotage is holding back a lot of women and we need to get over it. Yeah. Because I 100% know which one I am. Do you know which one you are? Oh no, go and tell me which one. We do need to rise up. Definitely. Oh, I think you can guess. And it's a real test in our friendship now. Go yeah, on, it's a real test. Yeah. I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> Procrastination. Oh, well, you turn up every time I, I put a call in the diary, so you know. <laughs> no, I know. But again, maybe maybe mine's both. Maybe mine's in a Christmas. Maybe I think, oh, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? That, that, when you said that word, I was like, mm-hmm, that's mine. Do you know which one you are? So I think in a critic, like my, I have a brain that definitely overworks. Like I'm, yeah. over, I'm always overthinking everything, analyzing everything for sure. And I think I used to have more perfectionism. I think since starting everything outside of a day job, it's, I've slowly yeah. started to release, release up. But I definitely think when I started, I really struggled because I'd be like, my standards of what I thought you should put on the world, having worked for like other companies was really like, mm-hmm. and I was like, Sherelle, you're just one person. You can lower it a bit, babes. Be a bit softer on yourself, be a bit mm-hmm. kinder. So that's, the perfectionism is, was definitely a bigger one previously. And now my inner critic, I think is the biggest one. Mm. I used to be a perfectionist. Um, and then I dropped it and it, I, I don't think you can be an entrepreneur and a perfectionist. Yeah. It's just debilitating. So I had to uh, drop that when I started running my own things. But um, yes, interesting to think yeah. about. I will look into that a bit more. Um, so while you've been reading, I've been watching. Like I said, I have spent some time with my mum, which means slightly different uh, watching <laughs> schedule. No oranges and new black with mother. Um, obviously, Strictly still on, classic. Oh, yeah. But um, yes, um, so I've been watching a six-part series called Life, and it was actually quite nice because the weather. You said the weather's been lovely. The weather was shocking uh, up north. Um, so every time we said let's go for a walk, it just and I mean I don't mind walking in the rain, the wind, whatever. Mm. But I mean it was storm. It was oh. proper storm. So we had to minimize. So what we'd end up doing is like having a cup of tea and some like bread that my partner had baked um, at like a, you know, three, four o'clock and I'm sticking one of these episodes on. So it's called Life and it was a six part series on the BBC. And basically, 
suppose it has a bit of a love actually element to it. It's about four different flats in one building in Manchester. So it's kind of in the suburbs of Manchester. There's this one building and there's four different flats within the building. And um, basically um, different people obviously live there. So there's a older couple in their early 70s who own the building and live in one of the flats okay um there's a woman who uh, is disabled she um, has lost a, a limb on on her arm um and who is pregnant and um, no she's not pregnant no she is pregnant and then she has a baby um lives in another there's a woman who is like a ocd freak um you learn that she has a difficult relationship with alcohol living in another flat and then there's a man who has just lost his wife to an accident um and he keeps seeing her and having conversations with her in another flat and it's just basically about life um and it sounds very simple and obviously you know it's not just normal life like me like oh get a pint of milk there's a bit more drama but it's I really love watching things like this I think it really makes you reflect on your situation Mm. and it really makes you think if I was her if I was him what would I do now Mm. um it's I find anything set you know in Manchester kind of by the (laughs) same group of writers I just find it very relatable I don't know if that's because I'm northern or if it's just because it's written in Aurora way it's Mm. it's a much more um there's a there's a simplicity to it which I find quite endearing um so yeah I really recommend it it's six hours like all in you know all in all very you know um and I think it it was very diverse in its offering you know in terms of different life situations and what we think and how we judge and how we come together and yeah it was it was just a really beautiful piece of television well as you know we clearly have very different tastes in telly (laughs) because what I watched this week is as far away as that as possible so because obviously I don't normally watch very much so it's got to be it's got to be something to grab my attention and I saw there's a um on channel four there was a a show program I can't even see I don't even know what tv show is called called Deliveroo Secrets of Your Takeaway and obviously the business geek in me was like oh yeah I want to check that out and it must have started I reckon around February 2020 um if not the beginning of the year and talks originally like there's original footage with the um the CEO talking about how he'd he'd been on Wall Street and he moved to Canary Wharf and basically on like his first day, he asked, oh, what are we doing for dinner? Because they were still like at work. And the, the people were like, oh, we're going to go to like the shop and get like a microwave meal. And he was like, what? It like clearly for him, like one of the perks of having like that type of job was in New York, they just get great food delivered to them. And he couldn't understand how in Britain we didn't have that. And that was why he then decided mm. to start with Rune. It started in London, it's moved across the country and now, mm. now it's gone across the world. So yeah, and I knew nothing about the background of the anyway so that no. was exciting and then you uh like would go in like their head office in london and they were talking about like actually how much of a tech like the some of the tech behind it and so they were saying like their whole thing is based on like the consumer will pick has an order so that obviously has to go to the restaurant but then a, the the rider is selected based 
on the rest on the restaurant and then they have to get the consumer and it's like this triangle everything's around consumer the restaurant the rider and the algorithm that makes all that work and ensures the right rider gets chosen to go to the restaurant to deliver to the consumer is called frank and it really made me laugh that they'd given their algorithm a name they were like chatting about frank and i was just like this is hilarious but it was like that is like running (laughs) everything like that's what runs their whole like their whole company it's just like algorithm and it's not it's not someone that's sitting there thinking oh this person's like they're ordering they're five miles away how do we then choose the next person like it's all done through this algorithm just looking at like all these people all over the country mm. on their bikes and being like okay by the time they're delivered to that one who should we offer it to and then a rider gets to choose whether they take it take it or not and so we got to meet like a rider in the program um and then you have like examples of companies who were uh had never gone on the app before lockdown and then because they were like oh no I'm not going on Deliveroo of course I wouldn't do that and then obviously when their door shut everyone was right the actual food businesses yeah yeah so you got to meet some of these owners um Yeah. yeah which was really interesting so it was interesting because obviously when they started that that probably isn't what the program was going to be about because they started it in January, February. No. It probably was going to be yeah. this like thing about Deliveroo, but actually it evolved because it talks about, you know, some real high-end restaurants that then came on board. How did they deal with this level mm. of demand? And then also there were some like dark kitchens. So there are now, you could be thinking you're ordering from an actual thing, like a, you think it's a takeaway, like it exists and it doesn't. So yeah. Yeah. I know. Why, why, why is that? So it's literally, they've got, what is it? they're called uh, Deliveroo Editions. And so they're basically making their own kitchens and they're using data to say in this area, we know that like this type of food is really well or this, or this cuisine's missing. And they will look through the rest of their partners and say, if you want to open another edition, another version here, but you don't have to have your big shop. You don't have to do all that. You can just be in our kitchen. Like they pay the overheads and they take commission. But and it's like all data driven. Oh, it was just you know the geeky me was just like oh, I was looking. Oh, it. I need to watch this. Yeah, yeah. so oh, that really... sounds great. Even though it blows my mind how it all works, you know, like I just it's so powerful, isn't it? Yeah. Even like simple things like I know it sounds silly, but even going back to like just taxi drivers and like knowing how it like that's probably like the bait. It just I, it still blows my mind how things like that work mm. so smoothly. I'll never I'll never understand it. It's, yeah. But, oh, yeah, I need to watch that. What was that on? What? So it was on Channel 4. Where did you find it? Okay. Um, so you can get it on 4 already. So, so yeah, that was yeah. my tally Brilliant. for the week. Great. Do, 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 do. And... Well, uh, do we have a, a lovely life prompt? Of course you do. So it's a, a bit of a long oh, one this week. It is, oh. what is a goal that you are currently working on and who is someone you could you could ask to help you with that? What could you ask mm. from them? And the reason why I'm I'm bringing this up right now is, you know, we're recording this in November. We, some as we've spoken before about goals this year, and like goals are quite important to me. But you might be really honest with yourself, and you know, some of the goals you might want to achieve for totally legitimate reasons might not be possible now. That could be like absolutely true. However, there could mm-hmm. still be something that you could be doing. They, were, they could be something of some sort and we need to ask for more help so I think there is everything 
we can find the solution to everything but so often so many of us are trying to do everything by ourselves and not ask for help and if there's one thing i would really say that i think has been so beneficial from all the lockdowns is that sense of community and people being way more helpful because people are they know that they people are struggling people find things hard like Mm -hmm. they're there to help so i just want to say that if you are someone and there's something you can't achieve you know you won't achieve you know it's important to you for you to achieve something you really want it to happen and you've been trying to do it by yourself for a long time please ask for help because someone will be able to help you yeah yeah i think it's really powerful that isn't it let's let's try and stop default to the google search and you know i I think it's also about making people feel like valued and using their just not you know and i think um i think it's a really powerful thing okay so we can get that sorted wonderful so i think that's everything for this week is it sure it sure is thank you very much so um no it's tricky times but we will get through this hopefully the next time we speak um biden will be president of the united states as well so fingers crossed <laughs> we don't know that result just yet um but yeah so sending love to you all uh, reach out to us if you want to get in touch free and figuring it out at gmail.com or find us on instagram and facebook at free and figuring it out and we will catch you next week Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Free and Figuring It Out. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next instalment. And if you want to be a superstar, please leave us a review. Or you can get in touch with us. Drop us an email at freeandfiguringitout at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time.